Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Vibrations. I thank you for taking the time to be here. Today I'm so stoked to introduce you, introduce to you one of my brothers, Dyke. What's up, bro? I can't contain it. Bro. I can't contain it. Too stoked, Dyke. Too stoked. Too stoked to be true. Too stoked that <laughs> the truth is blurred. The truth is blurred. That's what happens when you get too stoked, dude. You get overstoked. Yeah. And the next thing you know, overstoked. you're like twisting an ankle or like doing something crazy, <laughs> like falling off a cliff yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, I think you I've seen you do it a couple of times. Yeah, there's a <laughs> Crazy concept of whenever you get too stoked, you kind of like get into this tunnel vision. You have to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of like, uh, yeah, lose all awareness and you just kind of get focused into whatever you're doing. Where are you mm -hmm. calling in from, Dikey boy? Let us know. Oi, calling in from Northville, Cibulan, bra. Cibulan Dude. represent. Island life. Island life, baby. Philippines. Yes. Las Islas Filipinas. Las Islas, the islands. That's what I was referring to when I first moved back here, just because it was getting so uh, monotonous, like repeating the whole yeah. story of the Philippines and why I was there. I was like, yeah, just from the islands or in the islands, we were doing this. Mm. It just, just kind of made it easier. Oh, Philippines, what island? Oh, there's so many islands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, one dude. of those. <laughs> what have you been up to? Talk to me. What is uh what what has your passions been drawing you towards lately? Ay, ay, ay. Passions. Uh besides doing some tattoo work and visual art in general. Uh, yeah, I guess my passions have always taken me or directed me to, I think that's, that's the journey there. That's always what you're trying to explore and divulge. Divulge. I want to show this part of me i don't know man i'm really getting into this whole like creating thing and expressing thing mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh dude no doubt 100 you were definitely a huge part in me understanding that i could do it uh that anyone can do it everyone's an artist i am an artist dude yeah and i thank you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you're the man Oy. for that. You've, you've oh, always yeah, inspired that. Yeah. Not only in me and in so many people. For the oh, yeah. for the vibrators out there listening, you'll see. Oh. This man is an expressive god, dude. No. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Dude, godly. You're on some godly shit, yeah, Dyke. You're godly. on some godly shit. In the beginning, God created, no. <laughs> in, the, in the beginning, God created Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Act of creation, I guess. Act of creation. Are you creating anything? Right? I saw you. You told me you're doing some uh, filming in, in a show, right? Oh yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. A movie Been or something with, with brother uh, Pao. Shout out, with Pao. brother Pao. Yeah, shout out, Paolo. Uh, working on a film with him. Yeah, just a lot of unexpected uh, projects like that. And it, like for me, it's my first time trying to. Not not be in a film because yeah I have I've had myself recorded and skate videos and stuff but it's different when it's I guess it's for film because yeah and learning especially learning the process of someone else someone else's creative process that's mm -hmm. I think one factor for me in learning about my own is through uh, observing how others are within their own creative process that's so other people's studios how they even the arrangement brushes oh, how definitely they, yep all those small details how they wash their brush when they wash their brush wow those those are and i've been to a couple of painter studios people who are really into painting and 
Wow, really? You, you, yeah, gives you so a... what, what's this film? What's this? Fil- yeah, I don't know if you can talk about it. I don't want to uh, go too far into a project that's that has that have nothing to do with that. You know, I don't know what the stipulation stipulations mm-hmm. are, but maybe you could uh, enlighten us a little bit of like, what is this film about? What are you doing, Dyke? Are you you're so you're participating in it as an actor or something like that, or like, uh, yeah, I'm a. Maybe yeah, I can't really divulge because I, for me, yeah. I don't know the. Because somehow within within Paulo's process, it's like uh, go as we do mm-hmm. as we go. So that's sick. So it's uh, yeah, I can't really tell the whole the whole picture. But yeah, I'm playing as myself, and it's a good character, dude. <laughs> for all the vibrators out there it's, it's a good character it's a good character but i mean you're saying that uh you you were just doing this this your first time what, what made you want to do it like what, what uh, did, did it being your first time at all have any play in you deciding to do it <laughs> oh yeah for sure because yeah i always i always don't mind trying you always do if it's if you've never done it before, you'll really do it, huh, Dyke? I'll I'll try even even just once and then see how it how it goes. Cause I guess that's how you unlock the experiential feel. Any Dude. any idea, any any thought you have in the ideal, in the thought thought bubble of your mind, cannot be uh, realized unless you experience it. So, yeah, just try. That's that's my thing. Uh, I, I think that. life is the epitome of experimentation, like because life is as open as 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 that. So, yeah, the realms of possibilities. Absolutely, dude. Vibrate on. You're on it, dude. Mm-hmm. Thank with, you. With yeah. with that in mind i i really want to bring up a certain scenario that i can't get out of my head that i wish i was there for mm-hmm. um which really inspires me even more because i want to do it eventually um the time that you did stand up for the first time <laughs> what? <laughs> well do you, uh yeah. is that is that flooding you back with like a crazy feeling of of that experience or, or what dude <laughs> yeah sure. yeah i remember it so I remember the sli- the details. The si- I remember the silence. <laughs> I got, I got. In- <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's one I- I've heard yeah. as a comedian. Like you'll never forget that. Like whenever you, yeah. Uh, yeah. you you're standing there in a room full of, uh, I guess, dissatisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say disappointment because you know you yeah. probably were funny, but. <laughs> For my own, I know, for my own self. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that's the goal up there, right? Like, I mean, you're a yeah, comedian, yeah. but you're you're trying to make yourself laugh. Yeah, yeah. So, so whenever you went up there, you how how did it how did it like uh, unfold the scenario? So, someone was like, "Uh, do, does anyone want to start start it off the night and try stand up for the first time?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we went to. Uh, cuckoos in Cebu, uh, and we were just chilling there, having some beers with uh, yeah, Jairus. I think he he brought us there. And, Love Jairus. Yeah, Jairus. Jairus. And then it just so happens that there was a stand up. It was stand up comedy night. So there they were. People were. People. We're on the stage, and I was already formulating, you know, formulating. Oh, this, this sounds, this, this looks, not looks easy, but it's like uh, making people laugh. It seems easy, I guess. That's how I would say it. it seems easy, and then so yeah, in my head, formulating all these. These scenarios of Scenario. what to say, what jokes to choose, and there I was 
just went up on the stage, grabbed the mic. Did you tell the yeah. the people you were with that you're gonna go up there? Or you just went. I just I think I just went. Yeah, I think that's went. how I remember the story actually. That you didn't tell anyone <laughs> that who you were with that you're going to do. Yeah. It. I just went up there and Oh, you're godly, dude. <laughs> there was just spitting out these things that people I think they did not understand it. For sure. In my head, it's so different because oh this, you say this and that, and it's gonna cause this thing. People will laugh, people will laugh. It happens. And then and then you, you just say something and boom. You just hear nothing and okay, okay. And then you, you try you try to backtrack a bit because it I think that's that's the initial moment where it like it stops you and your whole mind starts to reassess the situation. Right. Okay. I feel like that's probably the natural instinct, right? You just yeah, backtrack. Yeah. Backtrack and reorder things. Okay. You're okay. You're, you, now you're in front already. So there's no, you can't just walk out. So you, you just at least have to try something else. So then you start to throw out some, some seeds. See if... If everyone, if anyone reacts to it, and then, but it, it was silent. It was silent, so I was just, ah, okay, I just I just stopped and then and just walked out. And, yeah, and said my thank yous and uh, yeah, this is my first time. Okay, um, that's it. Dude, Dyke, you are so brave, man. I commend you so much. You're, that's such an inspiring story. I swear <laughs> it is. You have no idea. I mean. For some people like that, they would sh- they you couldn't pay them a, a sum of money to go up there and do to, that. Mm, mm. I guarantee it. Mm. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's how it is. We're dealing with the presence of other people, as much as you are comfortable with, I guess the comfort that you would find within being in front would be the same comfort you find when you're just by yourself. If you have that, I think it's translatable to being in front of people. Absolutely. And and it becomes almost just experimental and playful, right? Yeah. Instead of you being, um, I guess, I guess, like, crippled in your fear, right? Because mm, I guess that's yeah, what, what yeah. would happen in, a, in an instance to, for some people, yeah. right? They would freeze yeah. or, you know, just, I guess, de- de- defecate in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, defecate. some people. I mean, shit. I mean, I only say this and commend you so much because I hope to do it one day. And I say this out loud to to manifest it, and I say it on the podcast to provide accountability because that is something i want to do and i genuinely commend you something because that is so brave dude that is crazy so you said you were formulating going in there already like uh, Mm -hmm. is that do you think that's just like a a personality trait that you go with whenever you like it's just oh shoot i've never done this before all right Mm -hmm. should i try Mm -hmm. it is it like is it that's kind of like how it goes in your head yeah yeah dude i think same way (laughs) <laughs> yep yep i think that's the organizing part of our our brain right because yeah you're stepping into something unknown so what you what your mind does is access everything that is it knows about what you're trying to get into mm, just to it, it reaches for everything familiar yeah yeah everything that you know every every episode that you remember of a, a comedian in front of the stage and even things that you don't remember, it just your brain just goes through the files and like, and then yeah, it creates scenarios. I think those are probabilities. Like it creates the uh, the realm of probabilities that you would get to just to prepare you. And then at the end, when you when you're there, those don't. I guess it's it's not that they don't matter, but uh, they maybe, get sw- maybe either I'm swamped too, in fear or slow guy, right? mm. like you, you just go with things uh, go with certain situations but yeah I guess there's 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 a 
technique. You get me? There's rules in every in everything. In every practice, you, right? Yeah, every practice there has to be a discipline. There's like different disciplines for yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But jumping that's that's why it's like so jumping into it is that yeah it's so commendable dude it's like you're uh, i mean i I guess i'm just so used to doing it in mm. in other things in my life right someone says have you ever tried playing this i just go try have you ever seen this place okay let's try it and for me it's like a if it's the if it's in the game world gaming world and you have an open an open world map where it's just your space and then the map is black all around and then when mm-hmm. you walk you just uncover all these these parts and That's i think a beautiful think life metaphor is like that. brother yeah. that is with your such experiential life metaphor. yeah Well, vibrators, uh, uh, you, you can see this, you know, why I wanted to create this podcast, what has created me and why I'm proud. I mean, the people mm. that I've, I've been around for so long on, on the other side of the world to some people, you know, um, it's amazing. So, Dyke, you say that you, you've done this is something that you do. This is a personality trait. This is something you do your whole life. So is there any of these moments that you would say have definitely impacted or maybe shifted your life view? Like where you're like, oh, I'm going to try this for the first time. And and then from then on, you got addicted mm. like like drugs. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but don't, don't go into that. Don't go All that direction. <laughs> All the drugs. You got hooked. Uh, I think maybe in a time my child definitely my childhood being around uh, my brother being around the church we used to live in a church compound so that really helped me like it guess it fine-tuned my exploratory uh, or yeah ignited my exploratory part because living in the church you don't have neighbors you don't have Mm -hmm. Uh, regular friends who are going to be there so for me to find maybe yeah enjoyment because that's when you're a kid you just life is just so open and you just want to experience things and so yeah i was just explored a lot in my head i'm like okay what is it what would it be like to be on the roof of this of this garage so then you start looking at, okay. We see it up there. Yeah, and then you just climb and boom. And then you see, okay, that's possible. So maybe tomorrow afternoon I could come here and just chill. Uh, with other things, yeah. Should I cross the road and see what's on the other side? Should I mm. bike? Should I bike through this this road? I don't know. And yeah, those things till now has kept me in that uh, exploratory, uh, childlike, childlike state, that curiosity yeah, yeah. playing. Curiosity. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Like once you were talking about like uh, your childlike method of going about, it sounds. It sounds like you've just taken the work is play, playing is work, and work mm-hmm. is knowledge, knowledge is experience, kind of mm-hmm. concept, and just lived it like a past your child you've made you know learning playful Mm, yeah yeah and i think yeah that's really key playfulness that's Hmm. in everything man that's crazy dude it's really crazy how because sometimes when when people are are for example with with music uh if a person hasn't tried guitar and I have a guitar. I hand it to them and say, play something or play with it. The first, ah, this is my like uh, analysis. The first thing that they would do is reach into every known thing about guitars. So they would see 
what they see is all the technical stuff. Because that's the immediate thing you see. Because the world is is split into two. It's those the technical world of order where yeah you have all the rules, you have all the for so for guitar it's like all the chords. What does it look mm-hmm. like? What what does it sound like? What is the uh, progression? Is what is the rhythm? What is the yeah? What's plucking stuff like that? And then they they forget that. The, what I ask them to do is to play, not to, <laughs> to like, show me. Tell you didn't ask, ask. them how, how to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so how about you? you is, is that how you learn? That's how you learn guitar, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just just from messing on it. Yep. Play playing with it. It definitely shows in your skateboarding, Dyke. I mean, that's definitely how. Uh, that's why it's a joy to watch you skateboard as well. It's like, mm-hmm, thank you, man. It's literally like a. Uh, yeah, it's like seeing a like a a child approach. You know, an obscure object and figure mm-hmm. out how to entertain themselves with it, and like, mm. yeah. Dyke yeah. and I skateboarded quite a bit in mm-hmm. the Philippines. Yeah. Um Dyke is actually a huge proponent of skateboarding in the city I was in in Dumaguete. There wasn't much skateboarding when when I had arrived. People were still pretty trippy about it. They were like, dude, this guy is literally rolling and floating on the on the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple years in everyone started to acclimate to it. They even started to create laws to prevent us from skateboarding on the roads. Yeah. Yeah. Dyke was, was there beside time. me. Um, doing everything we could, uh, running events and uh, doing things for yep, the kids yep. and showing things for the for the city that skateboarding is real and uh, it can take people out of uh, uh, you know mental slums and physical mm-hmm, slums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that in your skateboarding, Dyke. Yeah, it's sick, dude. How about you? What, what's your What's your process when you get into like uh, an an encounter with something new for you. Um. Same in the concept of trying it. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends typically on like the the severity of what I'm trying. Like if it oh okay yeah. if it has like a physical reper- rep- repercussion <laughs> yeah. or something. Um, yeah. I typically am pretty uh, passive and timid in the way I approach it. But if mm-hmm. it's typically experiential and if it, getting embarrassed is the worst thing that happens, uh, I'm all for it, bro. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. getting embarrassed for me is a big um, uh, recalibrator. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it like allows me to reface myself and re-enter yeah. my own insecure box. Mm-hmm. And then it allows me to humble myself, allows me to recalibrate and restructure mm, and be better yeah 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 that's but, the beauty um, of uh, yeah mistakes yeah. embarrassments uh but again like you said it's a there's a stability that fundamentally needs to be prepared right it's the the stability of being content of you know being embarrassed and being mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. while being proud, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I I could go about it, and I don't mind being embarrassed because I'll learn just as much as if I was proud and I succeeded, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. If uh, the approach is truly to experience and not necessarily to succeed, yeah, or yeah. dominate, or. Yeah. But you, I didn't realize you grew up in a, in a in a church compound that must have been yeah. super interesting yep like be by the church 24 7 waking up we are it's called the parsonage it's a housing for the past mm-hmm. so that's that's where i grew up in most most of my life it was just we were ministry so wherever whichever mm-hmm. church you to be followed so yeah being being a kid just 
especially transferring a lot of most of the time it yeah, different friends uh mm. it, it, it sounds like you some, also from, it's like a military family kind of style too huh like mm-hmm. the way you're moving around a lot you're it's i didn't realize like a, a pastoral family is so uh nomadic like you guys yeah, are actually, i mean it is it is right because i mean mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. congregation the church pastors change obviously mm-hmm. the family goes with them <laughs> yeah yeah shit that's wild 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 well do you think um growing up in such a s- religious spiritual environment um has i guess molded a molded any part of your artistic self i mean i know it, i know okay that's wait that's I, I don't need to ask that question because i know the answer and, I, and it sounds like I, I feel like i'm only asking it for the vibrators and <laughs> i can tell you that it has vibrators but okay yes, i'm just gonna dive i'm just gonna yes. i'm gonna dive deep so okay. at one uh art so dyke is a is a prolific artist uh tattoo expression skateboard um and performance art so there was a a time when uh i was helping him out um with some show that he was doing and i didn't even get to see much of it but i peered in and you were getting crucified by tattoo artists mm-hmm. you were yeah. on the ground yeah. and yep. you i was on a the trippiest music was playing there was like mm-hmm. dance like these people were like coming out dan- like right am i uh you wanna uh, you, i mean you what was what what did that what was that like growing up in a church and seeing that so much of your life and hearing so much of the crucifixion hearing like the the sanctity in the crucifixion you mm-hmm. know what i mean the the yeah. holiness in the crucifixion mm. and then you going to church i mean living around church you the the severity the intensity was eminent around you right mm-hmm. to say the least um obviously it plays an effect on your life and you now as an artist in the way you express yourself i just um shared a story in the way that you definitely expressed that it was evident in your life so mm-hmm. m- can you maybe my question better should be asked as what's up what was up with that can you what was up with that performance art like can you like oh you got crucified dude like why did you do that what was that that? yeah what was was going on there dude (laughs) (laughs) that was that was my first ever tattoo performance tattoo performance yeah or or merging tattoos with something other than it being a visual expression so thought process I don't know why even though I say that I'm not much even with my strong background in in the protestant church that I I don't lean towards any any religion most i i would say most of because most of my exposure was through that especially in terms of uh, yeah spirituality then it it finds its way mm, so sub- even with like, my yeah yeah subgon- sub- sub- subconsciously or mm. yeah, i i drew that of uh, last suppers i've done a lot of last suppers, a lot of Jesus on the cross, or a, a skull on a cross, or and yeah, just somehow it, that that was the first thing that came into my mind was having that type of performance, and uh, that was such a trip, really. That such was a trip, a like, trip bro. Totally uh, unknown realm of I haven't tried. Uh, multiple tattooers at the same time and i haven't uh the spots that they they chose were on the feet i haven't i haven't got i've tried tattoos on my feet but 
in my in my mind combining it with the pain with the tattoos on the the arms like the night before wow i felt like i was uh, going to uh, anxiety like anxiety attack like i i was felt feverish i'm like what am i doing like what and then all the mental preparation for the event because i was also uh, organizing it mm-hmm. so that was a plus to the to the maybe yeah anxiety i wouldn't say yeah that, in that, that pressure in those terms, like a the mental a clutter disruption in your yeah and then i remember when it was it was time to get <laughs> i just like, <laughs> closed my eyes and <laughs> yes dyke! maybe that's why <laughs> you subliminally okay. did it so you could eventually say that line dyke experience it yeah yeah you could be like it was time <laughs> to get crucified it's time to get crucified <laughs> I'm sorry. It was sorry, my time was to get good. crucified. Yeah. Okay. So when yeah, when it was so, your time to get crucified, you're what was happening? What's happening? Sorry. Yep. There you go. You just down. You close your eyes and submit. It's like a switch. You submit yourself to the experience. And the thing is, if if it were by myself, I could like without any audience. It's definitely uh, mentally. I could see the probability of it more than having what like 50 or uh, people watching you while you're you're having that experience there you was feel the gaze you can feel them watching you yeah yeah, yeah performance arts baby age man and the, all the lights oh, are I remember. pointing and then yeah, they carried me. They carried me. <laughs> Trippy. They carried me, man. They carried me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, there I was. The the part of the program where there's a certain music that's going to be played. And then, once I heard it, I knew it was time for... It was crucifixion time. It was crucifixion time. <laughs> Which was, yeah, oh, I can't really explain fully the the scope of that experience because it's maybe it's beyond words somehow. I mean, to some degree, to to yeah. some degrees, yeah. it's it's more than beyond words. It's beyond religion, actually, because <laughs> <laughs> some would say, uh, getting crucified is only for one guy <laughs> you already d- he did it you don't have to do it yeah he, he already did it bro you're doing too much you're doing too <laughs> no man that's amazing i'm sure the the awestruck that you feel and your inability to express it is is coherent because i mean it's a it's an unbelievable, I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to stop using that word unbelievable because it's believable because you did it, but it's, mm. it's wild to think that, you know, you did it. I think, I mean, shoot, I might have said this once before, but I think you're ahead of your time with that one, Dyke. You're ahead of your time. <laughs> you're ahead of time all the time, brother. I know. I think Big J was ahead of his time. He was yeah. the first one. <laughs> Big J. <laughs> Big J, you know. Good old Jesus. CJ, CJ. Oh, CJ. He's a homie. CJ yeah, is the homie. homie. For sure. So, for so sure. what does your dad as a priest say whenever you uh tell him about your did you t- did you even inform him about your uh your art and your uh what's my your performance? Performance art, yeah. Uh yeah, I think so. I think so. But the thing is it wasn't well documented, so I it, couldn't show him some pictures i couldn't yeah i, I think i told to, him about i didn't it. want to say that but yeah man i was gonna say it was we should document it more no like that's what i meant by like it was ahead of your time really like we didn't get to mm. but um so what did he what what is a what does a priest father say you know to his son who 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 just got <laughs> you know crucified himself yeah. to share a message mm-hmm in my head, I haven't really formulated the, like, I haven't solidified yet what the 
the symbol is because yeah, crucifixion is a mm. the crucifix is a symbol. You get me? Mm-hmm. That, that was the symbol for. Yeah, they would say uh, one would be resurrection, but the the base symbol of that was yeah, you you're dead, you're you're shunned from society, you're. Your, yeah, your society wants you crucified. So that's that's its symbol. Yeah. And then here comes Christianity where they transform it, which is the beauty of it because you can transform any, let's say, it's not negative, but the dark aspect of how we understand symbols and turn it into something that's mm. useful and uh, and more productive for mm-hmm. our own psyches. You get me? Because... Yeah, the act of uh, the metaphorical death of resur- of uh, or yeah uh, rebirth is it's every day, man. Every day you wake up, it's you're like okay, uh, I just came from the dream world, which is boom, and I died there, and now I'm alive here again. <laughs> and then, and but then, I'm yeah, gonna I go get crucified later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah, every day I feel. Every day, people are going through that. Like every time you go to sleep, it's like you're practicing how to die, because that's that's the transition. I oh, that's shit, my that's, heavy, my, like... that's how I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on with the the message that is. I mean, the obvious message or like the obvious you know things to take away: the symbolism of the cross and the way mm. that it, the viewpoint of it and maybe even a little bit aspect of uh, normalizing it in a, in a way that is, you know, less, uh, I guess, sacred, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, putting it in a, a situation that's less sacred. And yeah, it's, 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 it's I thought it was a, a beautiful idea, brother, and a beautiful installation. Thank Execution you, was you. there. It was great. Um, the energy was so gnarly, dude. Yeah, gnarly. Uh, I'm glad gnarly. that we had white, uh, walls that we covered because <laughs> that energy spilling out in the street must might have been yeah. wild that was yeah but, it would have been yeah how was that, that for you how was that for you like as a spectator um, it was but also a participant because you 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 helped me along the way too so yeah i mean it was uh it was gnarly uh gnarly gnarly. yeah that's how you describe it yeah (laughs) it it was gnarly it's like one of those things that you know it's got so much emotion that it's hard to put into a word it's uh Mm -hmm. like that's why i think these you know skaters and surfers use the use these words and express their emotions like this because it's too saturated with emotion to to Mm -hmm. use one adjective right yeah yeah it's like holy shit dude like that's why it, it it's taken you know twenty minutes to understand this concept and maybe five years to, for me to finally like ask you about this. I mean, I've known <laughs> you for so long. We've actually got, but I've never actually like dove down about it. Mm-hmm. But it's it, mm-hmm. it's it's an installation that I've always you know been in awe of. Yeah, it was it was it was amazing, dude. It was crazy. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it definitely was a huge catalyst to art in the city, and um. Look at it now, Dyke. The art world. Well, I guess mm-hmm. now we're in talking about the art world. Doctor Deadlocks. Deadlocks, no. <laughs> that's your that's your art name, or what, yeah, what's yeah. How, uh, this art name? Deadlocks. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So, Doctor Deadlocks, as we're going into into the art realm more, I saw that you were doing a bunch of ex, exhibit, like more exhibits now. There's, there's like so many exhibits going on in the city of Dumaguete. There's yeah, of... especially coming out from the the normal pandemic situation, mm. <laughs> the normalized pandemic situation. Cooped so up. a lot of a lot, yeah, a lot of artists were cooped up, so they feel like they it's time to yeah share share all the. I think that's the role of the artist. You get me? They mm. they take take in all these uh, social economical and global issues and they take it in mm-hmm. they're like a sponge you get me they take it in and they reflect it somehow towards a medium so that the world of 
like logic and yeah the other side yeah i guess the other side of the polarity could see what what's on that on that side so yeah artists are more with like a with it? like a soft medium of the artist like the they're they can see soft it through or or hard you know? or hard People, yeah yeah, or crucified I've, I've style. Yep. Crucified <laughs> About as gnarly style. as it gets. Yeah. But uh, I've seen I've seen more gnarly stuff. I'm just like yeah, thinking so, about other performances that really mm. like struck me. One was, for example, I'm not sure the name of the artist, but he had himself shot in the arm. What the fuck? for for a performance. And that that was one of his performance. The other one was, I think it was called Starry Night, where uh, he he pays an advert, a commercial slot in all the TV, not all, but maybe some TV channels, and then it it the the commercial was him crawling on broken glass naked not naked but uh, half naked and without arms and just crawling on his body over these shiny broken glass shards and of it's glass Holy shards of glass it's like and the name is starry night <laughs> starry night and you could see all the glass shimmering and there he was crawling for what 30 seconds or a minute i'm not sure how long that was but the image really stayed <laughs> what what and year he, was this what decade was this artist or like this kind of art being portrayed uh i can't, I can't, imagine I can't this, say i can't say i can't imagine this like, being the now exact like date. Th- th- that would get canceled so quick and like people would, that would just be so on pc people would be freaking out karen would be calling the president like <laughs> what's this propaganda here? what is this craziness holy <laughs> Yeah. So that's the, the the inspiration that fuels deadlocks, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some, some, some part of it. Yeah, it's that. It, it I, I guess really I co- have this, I have this uh, fixation also towards, uh, not fixation maybe, but I being uh, with the connection between tattoos and and this is what I've learned so far: connection between tattoos and the pain. Mm. And pain in terms of our psyche and how it, how it molds and uh, yeah creates these new ways of thinking just just because of uh, the stimulus of pain. Mm. Like the 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 power it has to mm-hmm. grasp mm-hmm. an emotion in a moment in time, right? Pain, yeah, is, yeah. pain can. Yeah, that's uh, that's why PTSD and pain mm-hmm. go hand in hand, right? Like, post, yeah, yeah. It it really can scar deep, and yeah, I guess yeah. you know a syn and synonym for that is trauma. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I and it really coincides of of what we were kind of discussing earlier of like just trying something, right? Like once yeah, you try yeah. it, it makes it possible, and you, that possibility of understanding only opens up to like even more possibility more, and understanding yeah. right yeah yeah and then and then yeah it's infinite and then you know, and then uh, and then <laughs> and then that's the that's the question now what now what do you want to do <laughs> and that's how people like houdini and other performance artists um david blaine you mm-hmm, know some of these mm-hmm. people are finding themselves holding their breath for 15 minutes or, you yeah. know, actually losing brain cells, passing out in, you know, certain scenarios, almost yeah, dying. Yeah. Some, some of these people dying. Yeah. People yeah. forget that these, like, uh, I guess, quote unquote, magicians are actually performance artists, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I actually wanted to segue since you already tapped into it with the tattooing and the pain. So mm-hmm. y- vibrators, you will, you will see, um, Dyke is a phenomenal tattoo artist and a phenomenal canvas. Wow. His ideas of his own tattoos on his skin are truly an art piece. Um, so with that said, the tattoos you have, are any one 
or any of the tattoos or any placement of the tattoo significantly um uh, significantly you know echoing that whole concept of pain and you know memory mm, i would say carla's noose on my, on my yes neck. vibrators yes. this man has a noose tattooed on his neck this man that's is an expression my... god <laughs> that's a uh, really one of the tattoos that... yeah it's a good for me that's a yeah deadlocks you get me so it's the symbol for for that like uh that's i honestly i'm so glad you brought that up because i i often share that with people that you actually have that tattoo because i'm baffled constantly with that concept and i think it's actually so beautiful brother uh Thank you. Th- Thank that, you. and the way that it was done and the way that the mm-hmm. the ropes almost look like they lay on your shoulders dude mm. so sick carla carla yeah, yeah we have some talented you friends know. You, you know i don't know if you heard but she was on a podcast episode and we talked about uh her her tattooing life and she's been doing it for so long dude yep more yep. than a decade she's talking about going around tattooing you know these people all over the bay area wearing a, a hello kitty backpack carla dude she <laughs> you, you gotta listen to that episode that you enjoy it sure sure I'll, I'll check it out so sick but um yeah she did a phenomenal job and you definitely did a great job guiding her so what was yeah what what inspired you to get that as a tattoo and did you ever uh second guess Mm, second guessing no but hell yeah but the reason why getting it uh it's still not purely a mystery but it's it's there it's a it's a mystery to me Mm. with tattoos like because the thing is yeah when you get something in a in a past part of your life or yeah when you get a tattoo it's it's not like the meaning of the tattoo is just gonna stick to Mm. one one confine because as you grow as you see it every day and you see you re reassess and re-understand mm-hmm. what's re-understand <laughs> you understand uh, I it think uh, that works you re-understand you you have a different uh it, yeah it different integrates approach, itself yeah. into you diff- yeah and then yeah you grow with it and that's the beauty of it because yeah as you grow in your your own psyche and your own character development your the tattoos grow with you and yeah until now yeah it's it's a mystery like why would i get that why absolutely. would i even have tattoos like absolutely a beautiful concept and beautifully said it only accentuates more of what a canvas you are you know um like that just really it makes it's that's why you're such a beautiful canvas because you literally stand with what you know you put on your body to then inspire yourself more right so like Mm -hmm. it's like having the mona lisa on on your body right it's Mm -hmm. if, if you found the mona lisa very inspiring or i don't know i guess it's not a very good example but like you know what's it could be for some people yeah for some people i guess but like if you had a super inspiring painting in your on your room in your bedroom something that made you always you know question life and be excited mm-hmm. for it why not have something that transpires that same message on your body right mm-hmm. like be that yeah, yeah. developing theory of art that mm-hmm. every single art piece is mm. it's like an mm-hmm. embodiment of the ideologies right yeah and that's exactly what I meant by you being a canvas and shh, bro. Bro. <laughs> you die. bro. Dude, and I want to be the first t- on the podcast to congratulate you officially on the temple, bro. The oh, vibrators want to be the second to congratulate you. And they want to also say that they're, they, congratulations on opening up your own tattoo studio. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, vibrators. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh <laughs> uh, it, um uh, it's yeah. uh what, what's it called 
temple. The living temple. The living temple, baby. Yeah. Sick. Somewhere so, along the lines so that you were talking about, like embodying, embodying, yeah, yeah, the embodiment of symbols, the embodiment of faith, beliefs, on integrated into your body, hmm. and then through the medium of pain and imagery. So, and, and it's, it's so process. It's, it's so interesting because. If you really dive into it, the thought of living temple is actually considerably Christian in the way that they say that our body is our temple, right? And like, don't mm-hmm. tattoo yourself. Like, that was mm-hmm. always the number one thing. Don't get a tattoo because your body is your temple. Don't make marks on your temple because you have to respect it for God kind of thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That but is... then if you look at the the church, it's or any religious uh, housing it's so ornate yeah. right it's, it's ornate everything is decorated yeah absolutely yeah which is technically that's that's what it's supposed to bring forth like yeah that you are you are the living temple you're a walking breathing living embodiment of the temple which is sacred and which is a channel to yeah the divine god or whatever you may want to call so call so with that concept and uh, with that concept with tattoos being somewhat of stamps on our body of you know ornate design for our temple of you know uh showcasing our life etc cetera, etc cetera. so would you say that getting tattoos for you is uh more of a stamp of memory or more of a expressive design for interpretation, you know? Uh, I would say it's partly that because there is different types of tattoo collecting. Mm, yeah. In my in my experience, there's spontane- spontaneous, spontaneous, like uh, emergence mm. of this urge to. I want this. Mm. I feel that this this is, and then yeah, you just go for it. That's that's one type of collecting. Where, because I've seen it in a lot of clients. Like, why do you? What? What? Why? I just. I just. Uh, I was just biking, and then I I decided randomly to come to your shop. Stuff like that. You get me. So it's a spontaneous, mm-hmm. spontaneous decision making. And then there's some where it's planned, like. Oh, this is what I want for my 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 arm sleeve. I want this and connected to that, and you plan it, and then you have a, a whole process with artists to determine the whole outcome. Yeah, There's it that makes also. Sense. A little and, planning. Yeah, a little planning, and so yeah, so for so for you, is it distinguished around your body? Like some, you have a certain area that's mostly just collected for. Uh, spur of the moment tattoos or it, you're not really particular like that i'm not really particular with mm-hmm. that so whatever whatever goes whatever especially mm-hmm. when you're in the moment or when you're in the where you're already in the process of that uh, i guess when you already made the decision that's yeah when you're already you decided uh, in your head there you're already there what's your newest tattoo dyke uh, newest tattoo. Let me see. What did I get? Uh, one from Carla. It's a uh, thorns around my not around, but in the front, under my chin. Oh my god! Like uh, ear to ear, almost ear to ear. Oh, like the the crown a of thorns, thorn. right? Yeah, but it's not a crown, so it's just a arc of thorns on my neck. Is that symbolic to um, the crucifixion again? Somewhat? Uh, maybe not. Because it was mm-hmm. more of a... It's a spontaneous thing. Though. Oh. Through time, I'm still also figuring that out. And huh. yeah, because of the placement, it like for me, in my, in my analysis, like, now that I see it on my neck, and uh, you, you try to associ- associate it with all the meanings of 
mm. of uh, of what the object is. So yeah, thorns. It's it's sharp. It's painful. It can hurt. And then it's around uh, an area that has to do with the creation of sound vibration, which is yeah, mm-hmm. your voice, the words you speak. Yeah, vibe on vibrators. Vibe on. There you, vibe on. There you go. That's the <laughs> that's the ringer. Subscribe and uh, share it. Share it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, for now it's like in relation to words. I guess that's how my analysis is. Like, it's mm. in my neck area, so it's definitely has to do. Not definitely, but most probably with how we have to be responsible with. Yes, our words, because they can, they can poison, they could, yeah, they say it's sharper than a sword, so, duh. Four agreements, baby. Speak with precision, because they cut like a sword. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like your relationship with tattoos is very instinctual Mm -hmm. in its its, uh, fruition and and in its uh, discovery, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Sick, dude. That's an. I mean, sick life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sick life. Like living sick with life. everyone. You get me. This is not sick life just for me, but sick life for everyone. Like, wow, we're we're all in this freaking experience together. How mind-boggling is that, dude? That's why I wanted to start something like this. And we're at a time in the in technology in this world where it's mm. so easy to do this. Like, yeah, accessible. Yeah, like, yep. I mean, we spoke about doing this before, having a podcast, of course. You're yep, one of my yep. close friends. And so now that uh, technology has caught up caught up, and and is able now to streamline the process, and mm-hmm. now we have, like, dude, this is so amazing. Great life that we get yep, to live. Yep. Stoke life. Like, yeah, stoke life, man. Yo, Dyke. You got me? Hey, 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 hey. Yo, you're back. Now you're back. You're back. I'm back. Yeah. But yeah, congrats on the show, man. Like, just keep on doing it. That's uh, that's the key. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Proud. All the support from Dumaguete, dude, all the way from Appreciate the Philippines. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. you. Good vibes for the vibrators out there. Hell yeah. We are thankful for you for taking the time to get on the pod and for sharing your wisdom, thoughts, love, theories, mm-hmm. experiences. Likewise. Um, I like to take the time at the end of every podcast to, you know, roll out the red carpet for my guests and uh, let them have the time to express whatever message they want to express, say whatever they want to say, uh, plug in whatever they want to plug in. If you have any projects coming up, if you have an Instagram page where they can reach you, Dyke, um, if you have a portfolio for your art or anything like that, anything that you want people to see, this is your time. Let them know, Dyke. Let them my know. My time, my time. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Instagram, Dr. Deadlocks, D-R dot Deadlocks, D-E-A-D-L-O-C-K-S. Besides that, you for the vibrators, just everything's on there. Mm-hmm. Not everything, but... Uh, News enough. about whatever I'm doing or enough information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much needed to be said, considering that. Yeah, it's life is what it is, and just yeah, uh, keep on going. There's a lot to discover about the self. And about the world, and through the through the world you discover yourself, and through the self you discover the world. That's uh, yeah, that's it. That's heat. That heat, heat, is heat. straight up Philippine heat coming out of the <laughs> Philippines. <laughs> right there, baby, Dyke. Thank you so much for thank taking you. the time. Thank you, Victor. Brenda. Truly a pleasure, pleasure, my brother. Mm. Well, vibrators, thank you for tuning in. Love you guys. Peace and love.
What's up, vibrators? If you vibe with that episode and you vibe with the pod, go ahead and put five stars on that Apple podcast rating. Go ahead and put a comment on that Spotify. And go ahead and follow me on Instagram. And we can uh, DM each other and maybe you'll be on the pod. Love you for it. And on the bio of the Instagram page, you can find the link to the Anchor FM if you'd like to support even further. Love you for it. Love you. And as always, thank you to Freddie Leaf for keeping the intro vibration funky, fresh, and original.